Well, good to see everyone this morning online. We're so glad you were able to join with us today. This is the first Sunday of the new year, Pastor Kemp. What do you think about that? How about that? We're beginning the right way. We're beginning with the Word here in a moment. That's a good way to start a new year. A lot of people were excited about 2020 leaving and 2021 getting here. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to get into that in a few minutes. But, uh, man, what a spectacular time we had at our New Year's Eve watch night services past week. I tell you, we had about... I counted around eight different congregations and pastors there. You were there. I was there. It was it was a, really an incredible spirit of unity, and I want to tell you, I feel like the Father was delighted over uh, the expression of unity that we had in the meeting last uh, last week. Yeah, I tell you, I don't think people really understand the power of Psalms one thirty three. How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity and how the anointing flows down Aaron's beard, down his robe, and how it gathers at the bottom, and there the Lord commands a blessing. Now that's the part that I really was thinking mm. about when I was sitting in the service. You know what the Bible says? It says when you get into a spirit of unity, there the Lord commanded his yeah. blessing. I want to live under the commanded blessing, let me tell you. Absolutely, and I, it's really not that hard. It's not that difficult. Just get together, love on your brothers and sisters of all race, denominations, races, and kind, and the, the Lord shows up. We had a wonderful time. The communion time was very special. We had our Hispanic, uh, Hispanic brothers and sisters there uh, with their worship team as well, yes. and uh, man, they were just, uh, they knocked it out of the park. It was fun. Uh, the presence of God was there, which is most important. And we brought in the new year through prayer and, and praise. And I, I just feel like 2021 is um, going to hold a lot of good things for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So a couple little housekeeping notes for you this morning. Just want you to be reminded that as we do always at the beginning of the year, we take 21 days and we pray and we fast. Fasting isn't typically a... a, a a famous subject, would you say, Pastor Kim? Uh, folks, don't stand in line to say, can I join the fast? But I want to tell you this. It is one of the most important disciplines. That's a forgotten word today yeah. in the Christian life. Yeah. Making Jesus the Lord of your fork is the most difficult challenge you'll ever face. I like that. Making Jesus the Lord of your fork. That's it. <laughs> oh, that'll preach. So we're going to do um, and practice some spiritual disciplines and physical disciplines, and we're calling it 21-Day Fast. We're starting, actually, we actually kind of started yesterday, uh, Saturday, and uh, we're just going to take 21 days and seek the Lord uh, for His anointing, His favor, his direction for this next year. And we encourage you to do that with us. Join us with that. Fasting can look, you know, different ways. Um, there's a Daniel fast, which basically is just fruits and vegetables. Um, there's just straight water fasts. And there's uh, other types of fasts. You know, if you're just kind of getting into it, you can like fast Facebook or social media or fast, um, you know, candies or chocolates or things like that. Um, but any kind of a sacrifice is better than nothing, and teaching your body that your spirit's in control, right? That's the key. That's the key, and we want to make sure we do that. So that's very important. We want to put that out there to you so you can join with us for our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Very important. Some good news about Honduras. Um, man, That we, we've, as a church, as some of the church, have given to a need that Pastor Kemp has made us aware of through uh, worldwide evangelism and the work that they're doing in Honduras. 
And, um, of course, there was a hurricane, several hurricanes. That Double hurricanes, back to back. Into Latin America and Honduras and Guatemala and several of those uh, nations, Costa Rica, were really hit hard. And we have contacts through WE uh, that we're a part of at Summit Church in Honduras, and we were able to uh, financially give um, around $3,000 to that, $100. Tell us just quickly about just, that. Just a quick, uh, of course, back-to-back hurricanes there devastated that country. There was between 100 and 150,000 people mm-hmm. that were made homeless, yeah. which means they moved under, we're all familiar with the blue tarps. Mm-hmm. They moved under blue tarps just I mean, devastated, lost everything, houses filled with mud. But the leadership in Honduras came up with an incredible strategy. The government came on the page and said, we will furnish the food, but you have to be able to cook it. So uh, what they're doing is they're able to, most of their homes are masonry. They're able to wash those houses out with the mud, move back in. And what they needed was stove, pots, utensils, everything. And we put together a kitchen kit that for $100— a family can move out from under a tent and back into their home yeah. and start their life again. Our goal was to try to at least to help 100 families. I just found out yesterday we're going to be able to do, it looks like, maybe 500 families. Yeah, as you said, uh, that's making a difference, isn't it? That is making a difference. <laughs> that is, and it's, it's, it's back to this unity yeah. thing. It's working together. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, just we're able to. That's what I've done. I've networked to people all over the country on the focus of global evangelism yep. and working together in crisis. And uh, God has honored that, for which I'm very grateful. And I'm very grateful to you, Pastor, oh. and to the Summit Church. Thank oh, you. Absolutely. We're just glad to be able to be a partner with uh, WE and the work that's going on there and around the world. Well, last week, Pastor Kemp, uh, you were here with us, and we just kind of jumped into. Um, uh, a wonderful subject about uh, best year ever. It was a wonderful topic. And, of course, uh, you revealed that there were like seven different ingredients uh, of, a, of a great year. And uh, we only covered about three. And, <laughs> and so I, by popular demand, people were like, Pastor Kemp's got to he's got to finish it out, you know. And so we wanted to bring you back in. Uh, to the house and let you kind of just share part two uh, of that. And we're excited about that. One thing before we start that you told me, uh, because a lot of people are expecting 2021, you know, to be suddenly different um, as when the clock struck, strikes 12 on the January 1st. And, and I remember something you said to me a while back. I, I'll never forget. I, may, I have a little quote section in my phone that I keep in my notes. And, um, and, I, and you said, people walk into the next room the same way they left the last room, something similar to that. Yes. And I thought it was a powerful truth. Sometimes we, we just think that there's this opening the door, we're shutting it, and now everything's changed. It's really not that way. So, so I'm excited about hearing what you have to share with us about making this the best year ever. So. I'm delighted to be back. Thank you for inviting me back. And just by way of a quick review, for those of you that may not have watched the uh, the broadcast last week, I want to take you to the text. And, and actually, what we've, what we've entitled this is How to Have the Best Year Ever. Yeah. And that's not going to happen just automatically. Right. It's when things change in our heart, in our mindset, in our spirit, mm-hmm. that we're able to experience. And it's God's will. It is God's will for you to experience his blessing, 
his provision and his favor yeah. in 2021. Come on. And so I want to take us to the text. If you have, if you can touch your Bible, get a hold of your Bible, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 24 yep. is the passage. Now, before we actually look at the passage, I want to drop, drop down to the last two verses because that is the destination that this plan will take you to if you will follow through. Mm -hmm. It's important to know where you're going. Listen to this. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I love the next verse. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. God doesn't just talk about it. No, sir. If you'll follow through with yep. the seven keys that are listed here, I promise you. Now, listen to this in the contemporary version. It says that God will make you completely whole, mm. that your spirit, soul, and body be kept healthy. Yep. Anybody interested in a healthy spirit, a healthy soul? That's your emotions. Well, we've had our emotions just... I mean, on a roller coaster ride for, for 12 months. Oh, my goodness. God wants to heal that. Yes, he does. And your body to be well. The Message Bible, I read the message because it's just kind of interesting. The Message Bible says, listen to this. May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body. Mm. Anybody watching, you'd like to get things together for 2021? Yeah, absolutely. That's important. Yeah, put it together. Put it together. We need to get <laughs> ourselves, if we'll get ourselves together, we'll have the best year we've ever had. That's right. Now, with that said, we actually introduced to you seven keys, and we covered three of them. Rejoice evermore, verse 16. Pray without ceasing, verse 17. In everything, give thanks, verse 18. And I'm going to sound like I uh, like basketball here, Amen. but I'd like to just touch on the final four, oh, the if final we four. could. Yes, sir. And uh, I want you just to, to make yourself a note of this. Look, look at verse 19. Quench not the spirit. Right. Now, we blow by that, but, Pastor, this is interesting right here. In the Greek language, the original language mm -hmm. of the New Testament, in the Greek language, in, in the, the writing of Greek, the most important part of a sentence was always at the beginning. Mm -hmm. In our English, it says, quench not the spirit. But in the Greek, it says, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, do not quench. Mm -hmm. The focus is on the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you this. You need to get a handle on this. To have the best year you've ever had, you can't do it by yourself. Right. You need God's help. And yep. Jesus made us a powerful promise. He said, I'm going to send you, I'll not leave you alone. I'll send you another comforter whom the Father will send in my name, listen to this, mm. that he may abide with you forever, mm. for he dwelleth with you, this is Jesus, but he shall be in you. Mm. That's the secret to effective living is the power and the presence of of the Holy Spirit in your life. Yeah, not not just with us, but in us. Oh, you my know, goodness. I, I, I think that's something that we overlook many times is the fact that we can literally pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of us versus just being aware that there's a Holy Spirit around us or about us, but he can't wants to dwell within us. Boy, don't get me started there, yeah. but here's what the Bible says. You are of God, little children, 
and have overcome them, that's the world system, mm-hmm. because greater is he that is in you Come on. than he that is in the world. Greater than the pandemic, mm-hmm. greater than the political turmoil, Come on. greater than the economic crisis, greater than everything. I could almost preach here today. I love that. I love that. No, it's the power of the Holy Spirit, and and we need that. I, my, my version says, "Do not put out the Spirit's fire," meaning that it it is possible for us to quench or to put out something that's alive within us. Yeah, and we're talking about on a personal level. We think of this verse and we apply it quickly to a church or a congregation or a denomination, and that certainly is true. But basically. This has to do with our personal life. Yeah. And, and the word that you introduced there, don't put the fire out, mm-hmm. that word quench actually means to extinguish or to suppress yep. or to stifle mm-hmm. divine influence. Let me tell you this. If we will make ourselves available, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit will guide and lead us. And in fact, Jesus said he'll lead you and guide you. Boy, this is something we need in 2021 into all truth. Mm. Pastor, I've never seen so much deception as I see right now. Mm. And the answer to that is the source of truth that lives in the believer. Now, here's a statement. I want you to think about this. All believers have the Holy Spirit. Mm. Every believer has the Holy Spirit. Listen to this, Romans 8 and 9. You are of God, but you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God, watch this, dwell in you. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Mm. The Bible actually describes us as being temples of the Holy Spirit, Mm. which dwells in us. Mm. I want you to stop and think for a moment. How sensitive are you to the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit? Many people, don't they, they don't really, it's... You know, when I got married, Pastor Kemp, uh, I wasn't used to someone else being in my space, you know. Sure. And uh, I had to learn to, uh, to, to, to be aware of that voice, you know, even today, uh, before as we were getting ready to come here, uh, I was in another room and I heard her talking. And I, I, I realized she was talking to me. And in the past, I would have just, well, I didn't hear her, so I'd just go on about, and that's hurt me. You know, I've cost, that, cost that, me that's dearly. Not, that's not good marriage right there. <laughs> so I, I've had to train my ear that if I faintly hear her voice, maybe even on the other side of the house, that I need to go and find out what it is that faint voice is saying because it, it could have something to do with my happiness in, in the hours to come. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to tell you, JP, an incredible story, and there are so many in my life. I've been a Christian a pretty good while. And in my journey, the voice of the Holy Spirit, mm. the gentle voice of the Holy yeah. Spirit, has done so many incredible things. In fact, on numerous occasions, has saved my life. Mm. Years ago, I was speaking at a Bible conference in Auburndale, Florida. I was the evening speaker, and the morning speaker was an incredible pastor from the West Coast. And he was doing the morning sessions, and I was doing the evening sessions. And uh, so my parents, who lived several hundred miles away, would usually come to these conferences where I was speaking, but they would usually leave on the day, uh, the last day of the conference. So uh, we were in the car with them going back to the hotel. My nephew was in the back seat with me. And, uh, of course, my parents were leaving, which had been our transportation. And my nephew spoke up and said, since, uh, since Momo and Popo 
are leaving, that's what we call them in the South, mm. are leaving, why don't I just call the other speaker and we'll ride in the car with them? It really sounded like a neat idea. I started to open my mouth and say, that's fine. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me, submit to those in authority. Mm. I said to him, I said, Mike, that's my nephew, I said, Mike, that's a great idea. Before we do that, there's a possibility the pastor who is responsible here may have made arrangements for us already. We need to we need to check and be sure before we do that. So Mike got in touch with the pastor, and sure enough, the pastor had arranged a car to come and pick he and I up. Mm. So we did not go with, with the other speaker. This breaks my heart when I tell you. Mm. That night, the last night of the conference, the building is packed. Mm. All of a sudden, a person, a man, walks in the service, comes to the pastor, and whispers something in his ear. And I've seen all the color go out of the pastor's face. Mm. That pastor mm. from the West Coast and his wife were in the car coming to the church, mm. turned in front of an 18-wheeler, mm. and that 18-wheeler rammed one side of the car to within 12 inches of the other side and killed them both instantly. My gosh. Mike and I, my nephew and I, could have easily been mm. in the back seat of that car. Mm. Mm. That, that gentle voice, I'm telling you, that is a lesson I will never forget. Mm. Every believer Mm. has the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh. So we have to we can't quench it. We can't we gotta be sensitive to it and develop and cultivate it. Yeah. And and, mm. and that, that requires cultivation. Yeah. Here's another statement. Yep. All believers, mm -hmm. all believers should be filled with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Spirit filled life. I gotta tell you this. The greatest thing in my life, other than when I accepted Jesus, mm -hmm is when God wonderfully filled me yep. with the Holy Spirit. Yep. That's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. It's, it's actually a command. Ephesians 5.18, be not drunk with wine. Every Christian says, I believe that. Mm -hmm. The next phrase says, be not drunk with wine, where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Yep. Now, here's something we need to understand. Actually, in the Greek it reads, but be being filled with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's not just an experience you have once in your life. Right. It's a daily experience. Someone asked me one time, said, Pastor Holden, why do we need to be continually filled with the Spirit? Mm. Answer, we leak. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We leak. Yeah. Uh, the world is a negative draw yeah. on the Holy Spirit. One baptism, many fillings. Many fillings. The mm. early church. Follow the early church. You find them being filled and refilled and filled and yeah, refilled. Yeah, Incredible. Right. That's right. Um, mm. Well, we could talk forever. This yeah. is just one. We, need, right. yeah, we, we need, need to move on, don't we? <laughs> let, let, let's do that. Let's, okay. let's do that. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, though. Let, let's address this one thing before we leave it. Yeah. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Mm. Let, let's talk about that. How do we personally grieve the Holy Spirit? I, that, that's a very important question. The answer is very simple, but really grabs us. When we sin, sin grieves the Holy Spirit. Mm, mm -hmm. Figuratively speaking, any sin lowers the fire mm. of the Spirit mm. in our lives. Mm. Ephesians 4.30, grieve not 
We're talking about quench not in Thessalonians. Ephesians says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. The Living Bible said, don't cause the Holy Spirit sorrow by the way you live. Mm. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yep. Let, 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 don't let one sin stay on in your life. Mm-hmm. It's not that we do not sin. We do. But we can deal with it through Jesus, our advocate. Right. That's Amen. Right. That's good. That's okay, good. Number, number five. Number five. Wow. Moving on. Number five. Despise not prophesyings. That's interesting. The gift of prophecy, whether it be the office of a prophet or the spiritual gift of prophecy in 1 Corinthians 12, is perhaps the most misunderstood, misused, abused gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's why that you may be aware of this, but the Apostle Paul wrote a complete chapter mm-hmm. to, to provide guidance and regulation and the proper guidelines for prophecy because prophecy uh, must be judged. Mm-hmm. And uh, please, please understand this. I'm not being critical, but a lot of folks prophesy their thoughts. Uh, somebody said sometimes prophecy is empty hands on empty heads. And, <laughs> and we certainly don't want that. Yeah. But we, we need to recognize that because there has been an abuse of the gift of prophecy— yeah that we do not need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, that there is there is a genuine word yeah. from the Lord. Yeah, uh, people, I think, need to remind themselves and remember that God uses uh, the gift of prophecy and that, we, that, that it literally uh, sets you in a direction. I, I wouldn't be sitting here personally, Pastor Kemp, in this seat had it not been for the gift of the prophetic that— uh, several individuals moved in when I was 19 years old, and uh, I was sitting in a seat in a church, and um, these two men who operate in the prophetic gifts, very strong and very proven in that gift, um, literally called me out of the audience, uh, put their hands on me, said, we, we, have a, we, we feel like we have something to say to you from the Lord, and they began to declare to me on behalf of the Lord uh, what God wanted to say, and literally it was amazing. They revealed to me things oh, yeah. that I had said alone in my bathroom in a mirror that no one else knew. They they literally, word for word, uh, like rehearsed the words that I'd already said out loud, you know, and, and to the Lord that I had prayed to the Lord, said, you have prayed these words, and they said these words. And, and then they said, and the Lord wants you to know, son, that he's called you to wow. be a trumpet wow. and to be a shepherd in the household of faith. And I was just stunned that God could literally speak to us uh, through the prophetic word like that. And it changed my life, and it altered, obviously, the course of my life. You and I have never talked about this, and I won't take the time to talk about it now, but I will say my journey is very similar to that. Wow. I'm here today because of a genuine, authentic, prophetic word. Mm. Let me quote you a verse, 1 Corinthians 14, 3. You need to go look at it. Mm-hmm. He that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, to exhortation, and to comfort, mm-hmm. three purposes of prophecy. Edification builds us up. Yep. Exhortation stirs us up. Mm-hmm. Comfort cheers us up. Come on. <laughs> if we've ever needed that's right. that's right. edification, exhortation, and comfort, we need it right now. We do. We really do need to tap into the prophetic gift in the body of Christ. Number six, prove all things directly connected to this 
is prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Living Bible says, but test everything that is said Mm. to be sure it is true. It is interesting when Jesus was asked in Matthew 24, the great prophetic chapter, when Jesus was asked by the disciples, what, when, when will be the destruction of the temple? What will be the sign of your coming and at the end of the age? You know what the first thing he said? Take heed that no man deceive you. Mm. We need to be on our guard to test and to prove everything. Living Bible, dearly beloved friends, don't always believe everything you hear just because someone says it is a message from God. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So significant. Mm. I wrote something down. I want you to judge this. I'm taking a big risk here. It is important that we test or discern not just what is being said, but the spirit behind what is being said. Mm. I've heard preachers in the pulpit preach biblical truth, but their spirit produced legalism, manipulation, Mm. and control. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, the truth told with bad intent is worse than all the lies you can invent. Man, I'm going to have to put that one in my quote section too, Pastor. We need to recognize that on Facebook, Twitter, Mm -hmm. news, Internet, a lot of folks are saying things Mm. that sound so good. Mm. But we need to know the spirit behind that. And again, that goes back to why we need the Holy Spirit uh, alive working within us because the Holy Spirit will recognize truth and confirm it in your spirit and in your heart. And so you realize, hey, what I just heard, it it bears, we we would call it, it bears witness to me. Uh, In other words, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me is saying, yeah, that's, that's right. That's that's of the Lord right there. I would encourage everybody to read 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about that man in his carnality does not receive the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. But we have the Holy Spirit. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians 2.15. He that is spiritual, this is why your spirit needs to be healthy. Right. He that is spiritual judgeth all things yet he himself is judged of no man. Mm. Well, my goodness, we're out of time. I'm just we gonna, didn't get to number seven. Well, I'm just going to give you number seven, okay. and you guys can develop it on okay. your own because it, it is a, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic key. Yeah, okay. Abstain, abstain from all the appearance of evil. I'm going to say one thing about it. Yeah. I wish I had 30 minutes. Okay. Abstain, it doesn't say just abstain from evil. Right. It says abstain from all the appearance of appearance. evil. Mm-hmm. That word abstain means to put distance between you and that which could damage or hinder or hurt your testimony or your reputation. Wow. That could uh, that 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 is something our culture needs to hear really desperately especially if you're trying to be a Christian. And you know Paul did say, "I can do all things." I mean, I, I'm, I could, I, I could do anything I want, really. Uh, but there's some things I choose not to do uh, on my own uh, volition because I don't want to hinder those that are young in the faith. And I think uh, that that's a word that, if you're mature in the Lord, you grab a hold of that and you realize there's, you know, my little granddaughter, she'll she'll watch everything. 
You know, she's she's not even two yet. And she and I don't have a clue that she's watching me. And she is watching me. And her oh little, little eyes. And, and I'll turn around and, and I'll see her doing the very thing I'm doing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and there's people watching us uh, all the time because we're making bold statements. And they want to know, is our statements lining up with the... The, what they've known by in the world or by the Word of God. You have something to add to that? May, may I add just one Please. thing? Please. Many people have forfeited their testimony because they didn't use their heads and think about how their actions might be perceived mm. by others. Perception is often reality in the eye of the beholder. Mm. You can be doing something, you can be doing something that there's nothing wrong with it, but the fact remains that people do not see your heart they see your actions. Mm, man. Wow. Pastor Kim, I appreciate these seven points that you brought to light of seven seven ways to have S- a seven good keys. year. Seven keys to have a great year. And I believe we're going to have a great year. I think 2021 is going to be an absolutely marvelous year. I believe that God has, you know, challenged us in 2020. We've faced a lot of challenges. But you know what? You can't have a beautiful clay pot if it doesn't go through a little fire. That's you get that that fire is what causes that pot to be glazed over and have strength. So, so we're gonna we we believe that we're entering in twenty twenty one with incredible strength and with these seven keys, uh, we're gonna be able to go forth with much boldness in 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 the in in the world. So, Pastor Kim, thank you, thank you so much for being you're with welcome. us. You're always a delight. What a wealth of information. We're so blessed to have you um, in our church and as a part of the ministry at Summit Church. You you and your wife, Carol, incredible people, proven ministry, and um, we, can't be, we can't be grateful enough for you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's our honor. Thank you. Well, we love you uh, there at Facebook and uh, watching on social media. We're just going to end with a word of prayer. If you would today want to receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior. You want to have a close relationship with the Holy Spirit, even. Man, just to go online, let reach out to us, summitchurch.tv. We'd love to have a little conversation with you. And lastly, let me just pray with you today, and uh, let's just seal this word that we've received from Pastor Kemp today. Father, we thank you, thank you for these keys that are in your word that come to life to us, that we can take these keys and literally put them to practice in our life. And that these things are what causes us to literally be different from the world. Not Mm -hmm. that we want to be different just to be different, but but it's, Lord, you that wants to reach out and touch so many people through us. And so, Lord, we take these keys to heart. We're going to commit them to memory, and we're going to walk them out. We love you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, our homes, our church, our community, and in our nation, in our world. Continue to use us, Lord, as we enter into 2021 with great confidence that you are going with, with us and before us. We give you the thanks for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and be blessed. And remember, God is with you. Take care.